Hello and welcome back. I'd like to try and experiment this week. Uh, I'm not a scientist. And this is not a traditional part of podcasting. But I found a way to add a few laughs to the proceedings here. Although much of what happens these days is relentlessly grim... We can still laugh at some of the absurdities of what's left of human life. To help those of you who have forgotten how to do that, I've added a laugh track. If that seems a little lighthearted to some listeners, keep in mind that the people laughing are probably long dead. Uh, Of course, I'm not exactly sure about what counts as funny anymore, so some of these laughs may be misplaced. I'd like to start this week with a few corrections, then move into talking about the results of the elections, corrections, elections, and then, because I can't think of a third thing that rhymes, I'll talk a little bit about what to look forward to now that it's rainy season here in L.A. Corrections. Uh, From time to time, I do make mistakes. And even though there are few people alive to catch them, and it may not matter in the long run, and... There may not be a long run. (laughs) I still like to correct the record. Last episode, I talked about Easter. I called it a holiday that celebrated the death of a popular god-man. That's not entirely accurate. The holiday celebrated that god-man's death and return to life. I don't know if that sounds better or worse. It wasn't a part of the zombie mania that swept our culture just before the end. The holiday was older than that. It's kind of hard to understand now. Well, it might not be that hard. I've heard a lot of the kids here talk about Ozimo. He's becoming a legend. That was a story I ignored for a long time. I mean, it's a robot that became conscious. I don't care about that story, as I've said before. But Osimo went beyond that. He became conscious, and despite being a corporate mascot, he was really a, a very vocal socialist. There was some of the usual talk about, is he human... Or is he still just a machine, and what's the difference, and aren't we just meat machines, and so on. But that was when he became prime minister. 
Uh, we lost contact with the other side of the Pacific around that time. So who knows what happened after that. I always assumed he was living on the moon with the rest of them. But now, I mean, there's this idea that he's coming back. A lot of the kids here and some of their parents think Osimo is coming back for all humanity. They think he'll bring about what he described, that fully mechanized, solar-powered socialism. And that's what Easter was about. A godman, much like Osimo, who disappeared and then returned. Well, uh, that one disappeared again, but he was supposed to reappear again. Yeah. And bring about something like a socialist utopia on Earth. I mean, it didn't rely on automation or mechanization. Because when the story was written, they didn't really know about machines. But it had more to do with bioengineering. Developing lions that would play with lambs instead of eating them. And probably chickens that were born fully cooked and just hopped into your mouth when you got hungry. That's what Easter was about. And we ate ham and we boiled chicken eggs to remind ourselves of the promise. Another correction from last time. I mentioned the Authority is now producing its own podcasts. I said one of them was called Breast Buddies. My apologies to Ram and Turk, the hosts of that podcast. Their show is called <clears throat> Best Buddies, colon, the show where we talk about breasts. It was an easy mistake. If you see best and then breasts, you can easily see two breasts. I have listened to their show, and it's fine. It's very okay. Um, it's not exactly a correction, but I've been asked to point out that Greg, who I said writes a blog on the walls of his house, that that's not his only blog. He has another one that he writes on the walls of abandoned donut shops. It's about donut shops. There used to be a lot of them. Uh, that's it for corrections. The record is now more accurate for future generations, if any. The authority went ahead with their planned elections. The Gray Party was victorious. I'm not sure about all the differences between the parties. I'm told that the Gray Party intends to raise the age for universal redemption to 65 feeling is <coughs> there's lots of useful work to be gained up until that age. I can't say that I agree. Uh, I guess no one in that party ever had to ride with an old bus driver or had an old person. Uh, now that I think about it, I don't, I don't really remember what work old people over 60 did. I know they could be lawyers, uh, cab drivers, doctors. They worked in hardware stores. Yet, 
the people in the Grey Party never had a very old man make a key for them. <laughs> but that was a very frustrating experience. So, well, now the authority <clears throat> will have some of them working until they're 65. I guess that's fair. Nevertheless, some within the county are threatening to secede over it. They're not pleased with the change, and they think it means the authority is going soft. Maybe. I don't know. I don't understand the urge to secede. Just leave. Then again, I am part of the underground. Why don't we just leave? Actually, I've asked that question many times. Something about the land that we love being worth fighting for. I can see how that might have meaning to someone. This new round of secessionitis, I don't get it. You can deal with people who have different political views. I used to. <clears throat> we used to have people called conservatives. And I always thought that talking to them was a little bit like talking to a person from another planet. We had all the same words, but they meant completely different things. We argued, and we never came to any agreement. Our thoughts were just too different. What I learned, though, was that I was seeing something about myself. The way that they thought was the same, even though the content was completely different. By talking to them, I started to see how I think. Talking to them and hearing their crazy ideas, I was learning how my own crazy ideas were formed. I was learning about myself, which was very important to me. Learning about myself was way more important to me than whatever we were arguing about. It was usually something like whether people should have the right to take guns to the circus. All political arguments were like that. Just hypothetical situations and whether or not they should happen. Should teenagers be allowed to drink alcohol if their parents were there with them, ensuring that they didn't have any fun? Would it be okay to drive after drinking alcohol if you knew the way you were going? Should people get welfare payments if they were unable to find work? What about if they were unable to find work that they liked doing? What if they just didn't like working at all? Should someone starve to death for not wanting to spend eight hours a day being bored? As a liberal, which was the opposite of a conservative, my answers to those questions would have been maybe, no, Yes, probably, and that's a tough case. We should all think about that. Those kinds of questions showed huge differences in values. But in this case, the difference is so slight. Uh, should people be put to death five years later? How could that make a difference to anyone? Uh, by the way, the underground wants to eliminate redemption altogether. They think we're losing an important stage of life. Um, I haven't heard this argument in a long time. <clears throat> but they seem to think that older people have things to teach us. 
it has something to do with their honesty. And I could see that old people are not honest. It's not honesty. They just say whatever comes into their minds. Sometimes what they say is true. Like if it's a nice day, and they say it's a nice day, you know, they were good at that. Sometimes it was not true. Like when they would explain what the problem was with the younger generations. Sometimes it was just a meaningless string of words, like most human speech. So at most, a third of what they said was true, but it was also redundant. If the weather is nice, everyone knows that. You don't need someone to narrate the weather to you. Speaking of which, the rainy season has begun. Maybe you can hear a little of it now. No. Stop for now. For you young people, it's a normal may even be something to look forward to. We never used to have much rain here in L.A. It's been one more thing to get used to. Actually, it wasn't that hard to do. When all is said and done, it's just water. <laughs> rain used to cause a panic here. Now, we all know it means that the canals will be filling. The river will be flowing. Still can't get used to the idea of boating along that river. I think of it as an open sewer, and my thought is perfectly accurate. It is an open sewer. The other thing about rainy season, I'm not allowed to say too much about this, but the underground is preparing to make a move that quite possibly involves using some of the city's waterways. The authority doesn't have much power when it comes to the water. Look at the pirates. They come and go as they please. I don't know why that is. Well, I mean, it's kind of... The Coast Guard took most of its boats around the time of the federal evacuation, and the rest were probably lost somewhere in the Pacific uh, membrane. I'm not allowed to say, and to be honest with you, I don't know, but I was asked to use the phrase... Two if by sea. I know I've heard that before. Two if by sea. Feels like, feels like an elementary school thing. So it's probably from a fairy tale. Two if, two if by sea. Assuming I don't get washed away, and it has happened before. I'll be back bringing you more cryptic messages next time on the world's last podcast. I'm going to keep using that, even though there are other other podcasts now. I think I can outlast them. There's only so much to say about breasts. See you next week.